The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Oh, Chicago Popo Report is back Saturday night, WLS AM 890. Big 89, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Everybody been acting bad all week, right, bro? As always, come on. Oh, it's heating it's up now, man. It's not even hot yet, right? It's getting there, yeah. Well, no, we got police commanders pleading guilty. We got people murdering pregnant women and cutting babies out of their stomach. Uh, we got red line shootings. Where'd you, you, you hear that? Oh, it happened. Oh, my God. But definitely, it's definitely not R. Kelly weather. No. No, it's not. <laughs> what is R. Kelly weather? When it's in the teens. That's right. <laughs> it's not R. Kelly weather. <laughs> But, hey, Robert's like, been finding some money to pay them lawyers in child support, though. We're going to talk about R. Kelly? No, nah, we don't yeah, want to talk about guy. him. <laughs> We're done with R. Kelly, okay? I just wanted to throw in that silly uh, little uh, dig. I know. It. That's a great dig. <laughs> the next court date. We're going to talk about something more serious, though, uh, right? We're going to talk about some serious stuff. There's some bad stuff going on in the city right now. Just in time for Mayor Munchkin. Ooh, in a couple days, she gets sworn in. Mayor Lori Lightfoot? Yes. Also known as? Yeah, Mayor Munchkin. Yeah. Yes. And she, she's inheriting a hot mess. Hot mess. We'll keep her busy. She got a potential serial killer running amok. We got 55 dead women unsolved in the city. Yeah. That's not in the suburbs. That's just in the city. Going back a few years. Going trying, back to what, 2001? Yeah, they're trying to figure out if they got a problem. I, I suspect they have a problem, okay? Let's say they definitely have a problem. But nobody wants to talk about it because... We don't like serial killers running loose. Well, we were talking about it back in uh, early March. You and I will talk about it. You know, Not too many other people will, though. We managed to fit that b- powerful uh, story in between uh, Jesse and R. Kelly stories. You know, Critical just- to the criminal justice system, apparently, in this city. But uh, I think 55 dead women, a little bit, might more serious, don't you think? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Or a lot yeah. of it. How about that? But uh, they're, they're, they're trying to determine if they have a problem. Here, let, let me help you guys out. You got a problem, all right? You have a serial killer, not a bunch of them. Got one. They don't travel in groups generally. Very rarely they do, okay? They have a serious, serious problem. And it's all, of course, where? South and west side. South and west side, yeah. Not on the north side. Not, not on the east side. Just west and south, which doesn't get the attention it deserves sometimes. Well, uh... Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thomas Hargrove, remember that guy? He was the uh, Murder Accountability Project. Yeah. He finally convinced the uh, police department to look into this. I think there's a bunch of people trying to convince them, and they don't want to hear it, do they? But I think they've assigned a group of detectives now, and they're kind of moving. Not moving real fast. That might change come come Monday morning when the new sheriff in town jumps in there, because I got a feeling she's not too patient. Yeah, what Eddie Johnson initially said, there simply is nothing there right now that suggests that we have serial killers in the city of Chicago. That's what he's saying, but I'm telling you, I'm disagreeing with the superintendent on this one, and I generally agree with him on most things, but I think he's dead wrong. Uh, 55 women just don't turn up dead over the course of several years, accidentally. Similar circumstances? Uh, Very similar circumstances. They might not have a lot of DNA, but they've got some. 
They've got something to work with. And they better get with it because, you know, it, it's not going to get better on its own. Problem isn't going to go away because we don't acknowledge it. More but to, hey, something more, more pleasant. More to come. That's right. Commander Kenneth Johnson pleads guilty to stealing $363,000 from Social Security after mom died. Oh, Commander Johnson. It was Commander racking down, man. He was making about a buck sixty a year. Oh. And they had the supplement of the social mom's Social Security. Not a bad gig. He just forgot to, uh, you know, notify the uh, Social Security Administration that his mom's, you know, passed away. What's the crime in that? You know, I'm certain there was a death certificate issued, and Social Security should have picked that up. How does that work? I mean, yeah, when they, the, a they, death certificate's right. issued, does it? Uh, who does? Who's it supposed to go to? Automatically, it goes to Social Security. Okay, they're, they're notified. You know, is when a death certificate's cut. For some reason, it fell through the cracks. Yeah, and he's like, it's not my problem, right? <laughs> it's not my problem. I'm going to collect that 363K. The checks are still coming in the mail, and I'm going to cash them because yeah. we have a joint account. It's, and you know, It's free money, man. It's free money. It's government money. Government money. I but mean, now he's got to pay it all back. He's probably going to get locked up for a little bit. He keeps his pension, though, I'm guessing. You think this, he's got juice. He's a commander. He, he, they're not going to bring him back and try and re- take his pension away from him. Yeah, yeah, he I think he uh he uh filed for uh well he would he left the police department 3 months at, at, before he was convicted, correct? Yeah, he left. He retired. Retired. Before before he pled guilty. But, you know, this is all going on while he was a, a, a an officer, probably probably a, you know, a long time. 363,000. I mean, most people don't get a lot of money from social security annually, right? Let's figure. And she wasn't getting a max. She's probably getting, you know, twelve, fourteen hundred bucks a month. It takes a long time to get three hundred sixty-three thousand. Yeah. Right. Like fifteen, twenty years. <laughs> Somebody will do the math out there. And by all accounts, he was a pretty effective uh, commander, and uh, all his good deeds are, you know, basically washed away now you because know, of this. It, uh, that's shameful. It is, but it's a reality. Bad act. Right. Yeah, it happens all the time. It does. You know what? You're taking that money, you're taking that money, and now you're going, man, I shouldn't be taking this money, but what do I do? Am I going to tell them myself? Let's just hope they don't. They I don't. got house repairs. I got, <laughs> I got that's know, why. That's that's right. nice, I got alimony, child support. I want to really get that new ride. You know, I want to build an addition to my crib. Yeah. You know? yeah. 163000 only goes so far, my friend. Okay? 18 to 24 months <laughs> in prison, possibly. Well, he'll under, get, under the guidelines, he's yeah. going to get the minimum because he walked in there, fell on the sword, pled guilty, and uh, they're going to treat him okay. He's an older guy. He's never been in trouble, no criminal history. so Fine up to twice what he stole, and he's got to return that money. Well, they're going to be, they can't take it out of his pension. His pension's untouchable legally. This is going to be interesting how that gets taken mm-hmm. care of, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you can't attach somebody's pension. We'll see how it plays out. Hey, let's go to Rogers Park, Paul. Let's go to Rogers Park. Let's go to the hood. What's going on in your hood? Yeah, the only reason why, uh, well, I mentioned this report. It, it did happen in Rogers Park. Uh, driver charged in Rogers Park rollover crash. I mean, these crashes happen all the time. He was, uh, police, uh, Popo, they were attempting to pull him over on Ridge Avenue. Why? What did he do? Is uh, there probable cause to pull this young man I'm sure over? there was PC involved. <laughs> I'm sure there was PC involved, yeah. Yeah, like they recognized him. You know. Hey, that's the dude without a driver's license. Yeah. Let's get him. Well, here, according according to the uh, Rogers Park Popo, yeah, he um, failed to stop at a stop sign. But here's here's the interesting twist. You know, whoever 
wrote this up. On Ridge Avenue, in between, or in the 24th District, there are no stop signs. Okay? Uh-huh. So there's a possible defense right there. <laughs> there are no stop That's signs. good. Okay? And the stop sign that he allegedly blew, or, or, you know, failed to stop at, at the 7200 block of North Ridge, there's a, there's a, that's Tui Avenue, okay? Yeah. There's, again, a stop light. So they probably meant Lunt, which was four blocks south. You better hope the Popo and there's a got light it there. right, okay? Because I'm he, sure the Popo got it right, but whoever <laughs> wrote it up, whoever wrote it up, didn't they, get it they right. were in a hurry. They were on a deadline. They had to get it in. So that's the only that's that's why I I bring it up. It was just I'm not blaming the police department. Whoever whoever wrote up the story. That's right. The reporter. The media. The, the media. evil. The evil left wing media. Okay, we're familiar with those guys, girls. They never get it right. But uh, yeah, so. So they, I mean, the, the Popo did not pursue, and we'll, you know what, we're going to get back to this, all right, Please Paul? Please do, I hope so. Yeah, well, thanks for starting us off, my non-violent, low-level partner in crime, as the Chicago Popo Report gets underway here. We've got a lot to talk about. As I said, we're going to continue talking about that Rogers Park rollover crash, and we're going to talk about Alderman Proco Moreno. He's back in the news. He's in a little bit of trouble. Hey, we're going to talk about the sandwich mayor. Yeah, you ever been to a ton of sandwich? I, I, I hear I, I hear it's delicious, okay? Also, Crime and Mayhem, and another great edition of A Happy Ending. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLSA 890. Ah, Chicago, we're back. WLSA 890. Saturday night, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, the Chicago Popo Report. Bringing you all them fun stories. we got some heating up now. We're heating yeah. up early tonight. We'll go back to Rogers Park for a minute. Let's finish the young lad who was racing with the Popo, flipped the car over. Anybody get hurt? Gregory Jackson. I don't think he's Irish, though. 32 years old. <laughs> I'm guessing not. Um, I'm guessing not. But listen, people, there are no stop signs on Ridge Avenue in Rogers Park. So let that be clear. So, but he was. So your advice is if you're going to race, that's the place to do it because there's no stop signs. Just stop lights. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, as long as they're green, you're good to go. We call that kid from LaGrange who was doing 125 miles an hour last week. We sent him up there to you your, can't do your that. beat, okay? You can't do that on Ridge. You can't do that on Ridge. Him and Mr. Jackson could, you know, about 2, 2 a.m. get down with it. Yeah, well, I guess Mr. Jackson didn't feel like stopping either, and he drove away, and the uh, the officers did not pursue, but he did He did uh, crash into another car, uh, flipped it over. Uh, two adults and a child uh, were seriously hurt. Actually, the uh, you know, women, women and child are listed in critical condition. I, I make a wild guess and think Mr. Jackson probably without insurance. Oh, this guy's in a whole heap of trouble, <laughs> right? Yeah, no license, no insurance, huh? And then if you're unfortunate enough to get injured, you want to get paid, right? I mean, that's the American way. If if some lunatic runs into you, you get paid. You get paid for your injuries, your time off, you know, expensive trial attorney who's trying the case and negotiating with the evil insurance company. You want to get paid, and Mr. Jackson's got no dough. Hopefully, they had uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage on their car. Hopefully, yeah, there's yes. some insurance involved, because he was driving on a suspended license. So, uh, I mean, shocking. So, yeah. Shocking. Hey, but if you're going to run, that's a good reason to run. Suspended license, you get caught, you're going to jail. You go to jail automatically with that suspended license. No little slap on the hand, go home. You're going to spend the night at the county. Mr. Jackson probably been to the county before, is my guess. He didn't want to go back. It's not a pleasant uh, 
But hey, the Popo uh, act restrained, didn't pursue, didn't chase him, and Mr. Idiot Jackson managed to wreck the car anyways. Fortunate, we have two, three other victims. Thank God nobody got killed. No. Right? So we get a pass on that one. Hey, what's up with the Henry Pratt references? Anyone's got a beef now out in the western suburbs. They go, hey, you want a Henry Pratt? Henry Pratt, as we all know, is where the guy went nuts, shot three police officers, killed five innocent victims, I believe. But our chief out in Aurora, she handled that stuff. But now anyone gets PO'd out there, they go, hey, you want Henry Pratt? I'll go Henry Pratt on you. Well, guess what? This slob broke that one out on some housing authority officials because they were evicting them from housing authority. For those Feister. For those of you who don't know what the housing authority is, that's the free stuff you get when you're broke. You get your name on the list and you get free housing. Section 8. It's called assistance. That's right. Oh. Government pays for it. And this guy looked pretty able-bodied to me by the picture in the paper. And uh, he got bounced. They were evicted him. And he said, hey, I'm going to go Henry Pratt on your ass. Don't judge, Paul. I'm judging. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to judge a little bit on this guy. Mm-hmm. All right. It, it, listen, that little reference... Cost them a two hundred thousand dollar bond out in Kane County. They don't play. That means twenty thousand a walk. And if this broke ass couldn't live in housing, I doubt if he could make bond. He's not making bond, no. No. So he gets to sit out there in the Kane County jail for a few months waiting for this one to get resolved. Yeah. Yeah. He lose some weight out there, and that's better than Jenny Craig out in Kane County. He eat that bologna about eight times a day. You lose some weight. Yeah, that's not part of freedom of speech, guys. No, it's not part of freedom of speech. You can't threaten people with, I'm going Henry Pratt. You can't yell fire either, you know. You just got to control yourself, you know, a little impulse control. How about that? You know, try other means. (laughs) There's a lot lot of that going around, right? No impulse control? No. So, hey, another story, red line, red line shooting. Remember we had the juvenile last week? On the, Argyle, the Argyle 14? stop, delicious food off of Ar- on Argyle Avenue, yeah. <sighs> you know, delicious Asian food, and yeah, there, there's a bunch of gang, there's a gang problem out there, right right off that red line stop. And a 14-year-old decided to light up a couple people, didn't he? Yeah, 14. And, of course, FOP went nuts, blamed your friends, Fox and Friends, for yeah. the kid going home, mm-hmm. which was not the case. Come to find out, State's Attorney's Office objected very loudly but the judge said, hey, you held this guy over the time limit. I'm sending him home. Popo said, no, Please dispute that exactly. Popo denied that, but the judge says, ah, nah, not, not my math. So he goes home with mommy. <laughs> what did mommy have to say about that? I'm not picking you up, man. Mom, mom did not want this no. gunslinger in the house. Hey, keep his 14-year-old little butt down there at Juvie. Yeah. Right? It's called retaliation. And she had to pick him up, though. They would come looking for him and his family. But... Fox and Friends had nothing to do with it. It wasn't a sweet, it wasn't a jussy deal. It was a juvenile problem, legal issue. So, so now he's back to court, and the new judge locked him up. He's back in jail, back in juvie. Well, here, here, uh, when, whenever anyone's processed, brought into the station, you, you, do, a, you do a check. You do, right. you know, do a leads check. You check any outstanding warrants in any in any county in Illinois, you know, and it's the record's going to be there. And that goes with him wherever he goes. And the state's attorney spokesman said prosecutors had no knowledge of any outstanding warrant. So it wasn't even brought up. That's, I think that's big BS. They didn't think he should be released though, either. 
State's attorney said, look, uh, we don't want him released. And the judge said, I'm releasing him. It was a judicial decision. It wasn't a state's It was a judge's decision, right. exactly. Yeah. So don't, we'll pick it on Fox and Friends on this one, okay? They're innocent. He didn't even, did, did he uh, object to uh, electronic monitoring also? I don't know if anybody asked. Yeah, I, I don't. He didn't get it. And mom said, what do you want me to do with him? Yeah, here. The what do you want me to do with the gangster? Prosecutor says right here, uh, prosecutors objected and asked for electronic monitoring, but the judge denied it also. Yeah, listen, man, you get them squirrely judges down in bond court sometimes, right? And young and new, maybe not young, but new. Don't know the lay of the land yet. And, uh, hey, good think, ending. He didn't shoot no one else while he was out for the weekend or however many days he was out. I think this judge needs to spend some, some quality time on the red line, on the green line. <laughs> Unarmed. You know, as a casual observer, <laughs> no, no seeing what goes on, why don't you visit, yeah, visit the west side, visit the, visit the south side, talk to the, uh, you know, the police departments, because <laughs> this guy's, uh, it's not a one-time thing, man. It, it's not, he's lucky this didn't end up in a disaster with this kid shooting somebody else, right? Very lucky. Because usually, they go back out and shoot somebody else when they get out. They're mad now. You think, uh, well... Let's switch gears now. Okay. Wanna, you want to switch? Want to get into uh, Mr. Proco, Joe Moreno? Yeah, let's get into him. Before before we hit the break, uh, hit pause, we're going to get into him a little bit. We'll get him after the break. After the break? What else we got to talk about today? We got Joe, we got Carol. Carol out in Carol's Stream, the massage parlor's getting a little frisky out there, violating some of them health code rules. Ever been out there? Getting shot. I used to live right next to <laughs> Carol's Stream. Here you go. I didn't know they had massage parlors. Who knew? I... I Frequent it, visitor of the massage parlor parlors out in Carroll Stream. Uh, not, not me. Bob Kraft, maybe once in a while, seeing Rolls Royce roll through town. Maybe he was out there. A legitimate <laughs> massage. What's what's the harm in that? None, none. Except when you're violating a bunch of rules and taking money for prostitution and you know things like of that nature get you in trouble. All right, Paul. We're gonna you know hit pause and more after the break, including uh, just when you think it's safe to go home. Be careful who may be in your house cleaning up your stuff. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Ah, Chicago, we're back. Popo Report on WLS AM 890, Saturday night. Chicago, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cielino. Hey, can't listen to it tonight. Listen to it on podcasts, wherever they have podcasts. The easiest place, though, is WLSAM.com. 24-7, no commercials, no traffic, no weather, no nothing. Just a po-po. You can find a podcast anywhere, Paul. That's right. You could play it in the gym. You could play it at here, home. Anywhere you over want. by there. You could play it through the car. Over by there. That's right. Everywhere. Oh, wow. What are we talking about? Say it ain't so, Joe. <laughs> Joe got a problem. He got a... He got a big problem. Not only is he uh, done being Mr. Alderman uh, come May 20th, he's got hmm, Ooh, charged is... with insurance fraud. Uh, that, see, that, that's the one that'll get you quick because those insurance companies come into Fox and Friends' office and they start Bigfooting everybody oh, with their lawyers. They've got a lot of heat. Yeah, bringing the heat. Yeah. That's right. And what did Joe do? Joe lent a occasional girlfriend his Audi and forgot about it and reported it stolen. The Popo determined they pulled the girlfriend over in the audience. She said, hey, it ain't stolen. He lets me use it. And Joe said, well, yeah, that's sort of true. Joe, did you forget you gave it to her? You know, I didn't realize that they pulled. It was a month after, a month later that he loaned it. They pulled. She finally, you know, she, she popped. 
car stolen. Yeah, she's driving around for a month. He's got it reported missing. He's filing insurance claims, right? He's counting at 30K. Insurance company going to pay for that little hot Audi. Well, Popo kind of screwed the whole thing up, didn't they? Yeah. And so he got indicted this week. All kinds of felony charges. Joe Joe got a big problem. He didn't have that big alderman salary going to back him up. Not sure what his side gig is, but yeah. So he <clears throat> <laughs> you better have a good one for this one, all right? Pay the legal bills. Joe Brodsky's available, I think. Brodsky's always available. That's right. Joe probably over there telling the other Joe, hey, I'll take care of this. Cheap. Cheap money. I'll do it. But he had some other attorney with him the other day. Probably a friend. Well, a little bit more pleasant, right? College student beat his mom to death with a baseball bat. What, what's up with that? When he tell the popo, I, I, I didn't know it was my mom. This person broke into my house, and I beat her to death with a baseball bat. It's your mom, dude. You think there was a problem? I think it was an honest mistake. <laughs> you do, huh? <laughs> Everybody just, beats their mom to death with a baseball bat when she comes in a little late. The kid just came home. He was uh, he was on he was on from school. You know he's he's probably you know I'm guessing the, an alternative probably, school maybe. He's, he's, he's not probably, a regular school. He's probably half in the bag. He went to bed and her mom, his mom, I don't know what what she was what she was doing in his room, but he was startled. He picks up a bat. You think it's. I mean, if you're, who knows what he was drinking? Maybe, you know, a little mix of the white liquor, mix of the brown liquor, you know, maybe some uh, some Jägermeister, some shots. Who knows? You think you're smoking really something maybe too? Maybe smoking a little something too, a little something something? I mean, alcohol could just, alcohol alone could just make your mind go crazy. But I, you think he gets the benefit of the doubt? What do you think? I don't know. Well, I mean... This kid, University of Wisconsin-Madison student, which is not an alternative school. I mean, you're going to be smart to get to that school. Yeah. So I'm guessing and there's other deeper problems here than alcohol involving mom. Right? I mean, defense attorney Liam Dixon, he says, hey, listen, it occurred in the early morning hours, family home. He thought it was self-defense. That mom must have been one bad ass. More like, it hey, just takes one big, one nice blow to the head, uh, you know. I'm, I'm going to say there was probably a f- few more blows to the head. It was a souvenir baseball bat. Is it a big bat or a little bat? No, not sure. But, hey, Dixon says, the Dixon lawyer says, the whole family supports him. It's a yeah. horrible accident. Yeah. Tragic, horrible story. Well, he was, they, they dropped the charge of second-degree murder, which is, you know, no premeditation involved there. Just, Dixon, just, he's really intentional. He really reaches in his last statement, right? He goes, hey, my client could have had jet lag. He just got back from Ireland. Is that a valid defense, jet lag? He's probably drinking a lot in Ireland, too. You think? Well. Guinness is so good out in Ireland. That's what I hear. It's, it's like cough syrup, okay? Listen, our favorite subject, the Uber crime family, is back. In the news. And not in a good way. Loop. What do the Uber do? What are they doing now? Oh, kidnapping, raping, you know, the usual. <laughs> kidnapping, assault, hiring war criminals. Huh? Does use. it get any better for the Popo Report, folks? No. The use. The what? Uber, the gift that keeps giving. Wait, you mentioned the Somali war criminal. Oh, yeah, the Hague <laughs> and uh, Interpol. They're after this guy. They're all looking for this dude, but Uber said, hey, he passed that background investigation. Hey, you What's know. What's the problem? Hey, you're good. Now, you got to love this guy, right? Huh? 
the Somali warlord, the Colonel. What do they call him, Colonel Crow? Was that his nickname? <laughs> yes, yes, Colonel Crow. Colonel Crow, his his deal. He'd light dudes on fire with motor oil. That's a that's just a regular day out in Somalia. Hey, what was his rating at Uber though? Almost a five, right? He's pretty good, wasn't he? He's great like customer <laughs> service. Great customer service. Didn't light anybody with motor oil on you fire. You know, took a direct route to, you know, our destination. You know, never creeped us out. Dude was working hard, man. Yeah. He had a lot of rides under his belt, didn't he? He just wants to put his past behind him. And what Uber, Uber said, listen, the crow passed the background investigation. But, you know... We've talked about this before, these background investigations, depending who you hire, what they do. Somebody could have just typed in a little name in the Google, and they'd have found all kinds of good stories about the Colonel Crow. Here, this is what they say, Paul. Check this out. According to the company material, every Uber driver must pass a criminal background check. Okay, but that's not the funny part. The company screens drivers annually and also uses continuous checking technology that alerts Uber to new arrests. Maybe they should, you know, uh, fire that uh, continuous technology company because it's not working. You think? The crow, it's not, it's the crow slipped through the crack. <laughs> he, he, he walked right through there. Well, hey, but you know, once, when. <laughs> when they do find out, they've got an Uber response team. Uh, like an Uber, it's like, uh, I don't know, some um, like a military crack team they that go, they goes go to, out and gets this guy. They go to Colonel Crow's house and grab him, put him on the first thing, smoke him back to Somalia. Is that what happened? No, they just turn off his app. That's uh, the critical uh, response the team. Turn the app off, huh? <laughs> that'll, that'll solve all the problems. Incident response team. It's very uh, militaristic uh, sounding. Uh. Colonel Crow. Not effective. Colonel Crow's out of business, though. Uber is separated, and he's no longer working for them, is he? No. He's gone. He's gone. Look at the Uber driver in Berkeley. The professor. Hey, professor. He's a professor, right? What the, would the professor do? Huh? Little rape, little kidnapping. False imprisonment, some uh, harassment. He's a professor. Like he's got a PhD, presumably, right? Out there at Berkeley, isn't that a highfalutin school out there? Tough to get into? Oh, this guy was in Penn State. This this Pittsburgh professor. That's Penn State. Is it another one? Yeah. No, it's the same one. Oh, is it? It's, there's probably Berkeley. others. There are probably others, but the one we're yeah. talking oh. about, yeah, oh. Penn State. Berkeley, Berkeley Pennsylvania? That, that's not fair. It's Berkeley side anyways, I believe. The, the uh, headline was mistitled. I think the main point is a professor. Yeah, nevertheless, a professor he's driving Uber, right? Assistant professor. Yeah. Exactly. Not making enough money. Got to drive Uber. But yeah. he's also committing crimes. Kidnapping. Rape. Hey, you know, these False guys, imprisonment. They do not commit little crimes, do they? Home invasion. They, they up for the big ones. He told his victim, you're not going anywhere. Murder. <laughs> we got a couple committed murder. I mean, like, like, this Uber thing is just, we, we could do a podcast for about three weeks on it. That's right, Paul. So much crime, so little time. We're going to take another break. Coming up, how is it possible that an Arkansas woman posed as a sheriff in order to get her boyfriend out of jail? I don't know. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WS AM 890. Uh, we're back, Chicago. Popo Report on WLS AM 890, Saturday night. A little dirty Vegas going on, huh? Down the dirty Carol Stream. <laughs> what are they doing out there in Carol Stream? We teased it earlier. 
little massage parlor action, bro? Is that what's going on? Apparently, it's tough to get a good massage out in Carroll Street. Well, I got a massage establishment ordinance out there in Carroll Street. Pope will just busting everybody. You know, you get a little kink in your bag. You've got a little muscle soreness. I mean, where else are you going to go? you got a kink. It might not be in the back. If you go to the Luna Spot, 838 North Gary Avenue, you probably find a clothes sign up there, huh? <laughs> what? They shut them down? They got nine citations during the compliance one? check, huh? Another one? Ah, and a criminal charge was filed against a female employee who owner said sold the ownership rights, whatever that means, okay? The spa remains open, though, under new management. However, at the AD Spa at 1430 West Army Trail Road, for those who's unfamiliar with the Western Suburbs, Army Trail, big street, big four-lane, six-lane highway in parts. Getting a lot of action, a lot of street. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, what do they say in the business? Location, 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 huh? They had it over there on Army Trail Road. There you go. That's the best spot for a massage parlor. They had 13 ordinance violations and a criminal charge filed against a female employee. Doing criminal things. Whatever criminal things may happen in spa. So where's a guy with some legit muscle soreness going to go now? <laughs> Apparently not, in the western not, suburbs. Not the Carroll Stream. <clears throat> they run them out of there. Got to hit the Google and find some more. That's huh? right. You get, on, get on Google, back page, uh, Craigslist. Oh, I'm sure they could direct you to the right individual or company. No. Take care of your bad back. You think the uh, mayor of Sandwich was a customer oh, out in Carroll Stream? A little bit far west for uh, Carroll Stream. But what? Uh, I'm, he's mayor, former mayor now, right? Oh, yeah. He say he put in his uh, letter of resignation. Uh, but you bro. know what? They wouldn't accept it because it wasn't notarized. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> notarized. <laughs> he's also the former chief of police out there and in Sandwich. And the former chief of the Popo, yes. He had a problem out there. <sighs> he got himself in trouble. What did he do, Loop? What 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 the former chief slash mayor do? Well, he was charged with soliciting a prostitute. Ah. He was a John. You know, the sandwich mayor became a John. You know, back in the day, Johns didn't get the bad publicity they do now. You know, this is this whole me you thing. You me? What's the me you movement? <laughs> <laughs> the moo moo moment. <laughs> There's no solicitation if you're the mayor or the former chief of police. He's only one of nine that got charged. LaSalle County. Lovely little farming community. Right? Well, I mean, hey, Mayor Rick Olson, 66, got charged last Friday. Solicitation of sexual act in connection with a March 14th incident, according to online court records. Boy, them not minding your own business out there in LaSalle County with that online stuff, are they? Well, it's a big, it's a, I guess it's a big deal out there. There was a, a, task, force, a task force formed uh uh, with Ottawa and uh, the Peru police departments, and you know, one of the Johns was the mayor, and you know, there goes his career. Yeah, well, he's sixty-six. Pull the plug. There's still a lot of like the old pension, the old social security, huh? There's but still out of a, Florida, and you know, come on, there's still a lot of life left in you at sixty-six. But I believe there is. That's right, Paul. Uh, I'm looking forward to that day. That's right. A lot of life day, not not actually the birthday or anything. Not fun. So Rick's gone. Rick's history now, right? Hey, got some problems. Lou, there's an opening for a chief of police out there, I'm guessing. I'll pass. <laughs> mayor? Want to run for mayor? You like running for office. I don't want to work in a town that's, that's named, or named Sandwich. You think the wives out there are all sandwich makers? I know it sounds delicious. No? And you'll probably never go hungry, but no. I don't no. think I want to. No, no sandwich for the Lupe? Go to Sandwich. Is that what you're saying? Nope. Okay. What's next, my friend? What are we doing? Well, there was an interesting uh, waterboarding story out of Washington <laughs> State that caught my eye. 
Oh. And you know who the real hero is? Tell the me. Father's tell. the father's girlfriend. Ah. She ratted him out, man. What was daddy? Who's daddy waterboarding? Seven-year-old daughter. Oh, that's not very nice. Oh, no. She was acting up as all seven-year-olds do. That's that's when you, that, that's at seven, I hear. That's, man, that's, if you that's got that's a acting up stage. Them, what are you going to do at 13 if you think they're acting up at seven? Yeah, are you going to call the, the Uber driver and throw a little oil on her? <laughs> Burn her up, maybe. I don't know. At the rate this guy's going, probably shoot him. I mean, he's not pretty. Pro- he's not too progressive, is he? Well, he just doesn't know how to manage his child, and you know, you know, talk to his child, and don't beat him, and don't waterboard him. <laughs> don't waterboard your kid, folks. That's the Popo report advice tonight on Saturday. All right, don't waterboard the seven-year-olds. Nothing good will happen. And like I said, the girlfriend was the hero here. Well, I'm Took glad there was some way. adult in the house who figured it out. Because in Illinois, I mean, you know, I'm not sure DCFS would take the kid if he was getting waterboarded. It might might not reach their levels of grab them. It's not, it's not serious enough. Well, listen, Supreme Court, little decision this week. They okay. won't, they won't, what, what'd they do? They're not going to expand that juvenile death ban. We're killing juveniles now? Is that what we're doing? Some states want to kill them. What's the cutoff, 18? Well, you're... Some states, you're an adult at 17, most 18. But a lot of these crimes are committed by kids 13, 14, 15, and they want to give them the death penalty or life in prison. And I know the crimes are bad. You know, you're out there shooting, stabbing, waterboarding, Right. But I don't, man, I'm, I'm not sure that I like to see juvenile get a death penalty. As a society, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think we should be we killing should the there. kids. I mean, usually when they're killing that age, killing at that young age, there's a lot of stuff going on in their lives, bad stuff. I mean, you don't want to say they're not at fault. They know the difference between right and wrong. But when you've been exposed to nothing but uh, physical violence, drug abuse homelessness your whole life uh you're not going to be exactly uh you're not worried about your test scores for harvard and yale act is a little far back in your mind right yeah or not at all it's just like not there that's that's not their reality or their world and i've done mitigation work in cases like this and some of these kids man i mean you, you how do they survive it well they survive it and they grow up what they learned right violence more violence excessive violence and they have no moral compass. They have no boundaries. They just do. They act like animals, basically, because that's how they've been treated their whole life. Well, look look at the uh, the case that they was also referenced uh, um, involving Michael Brandon Samra, who was uh, he was convicted of helping his friend Mark Duke kill his father, Randy Duke, his father's girlfriend, uh, and uh, six and seven year old daughters, all because his father refused to let him uh, drive a pickup truck. And uh, Duke killed his father. Uh, so Duke, he at the time, he was 16, uh, so he didn't get the death penalty. But his friend, Michael Brandon Samra, is not so lucky. I believe he was 19. So his uh, stay of execution was denied. They're going to execute him. Yeah, they're going to execute him. The, uh, the 16-year-old, he got, he got lucky. That's a horrible crime, man. You kill, you got four bodies. I don't know what his involvement was exactly. I mean, it could have been concealment. It could have been after the fact. But, I, you know, you, you juries react, you know, to the moment. And you got four dead bodies in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. 
Well, your chances are not good for escaping the death penalty, right? Especially if there's a six and seven year old in the mix. I mean, are you kidding me? Today? Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, West Virginia. You call them, man. You're gonna get you're gonna get the needle stuck in your arm on, on that crime. I mean, these were brutal, brutal murders. Uh, Samra slit Chelsea's throat at his friend's direction as the girl pleaded for her life. Uh, man, I mean, see, you know, if you're a juror, you, you, you. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sorry to lay blame on this one. I mean, you put yourself in that position. You you act like an animal, and most jurors are going to try and put you down like one. Killing innocent six- and seven-year-old children. This is not an armed robbery that went bad in the freezer. This was thought about. There was time to do something else. Uh, stop me if you've heard this before. Kurt Cobain is rolling over in his grave as Guns N' Roses stops the illegal use of their name for a beer. We're going to get into that and explain it. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Uh, Chicago, we're back. Short break. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLS AM 890. Big 89 in Chicago, Saturday night. Shout out to our fans in Australia, Colonel Webb, Colonel McLean down in Decatur, Sergeant Fabs out there in DePage County. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate your comments, your emails, your good wishes. We really do. We got a great story, huh? This is this is good stuff. It's made is, for TV. This is a creative criminal. I like creative criminals, okay? Nobody got killed. Nobody got shot, raped, set on fire, waterboarded. What did Chickie do? What did our babe do down there in Arkansas? You're asking me, Paul? Yeah, what'd she do, bro? She got, <laughs> she got 15 years in prison. Well, she posed as a California sheriff's deputy and convinced Washington County jail officials to release her boyfriend from jail. This now, is, how the hell do you do that? Maxine Felstein, 30, pled guilty and still got 15. Forgery, third-degree escape, second-degree criminal impersonation. But she was she was slick, man. She walked right up into jail with her little popo uniform on and said, "Hey, release this man." She had documentation. She, she made a phone call before. She had some documentation. Who knows where she got that? I mean, how do you? I mean, hey, you get on the internet, man. You can make up any documentation you want, right? You got a printer and a Mac. You're good to go. My, I mean, that's some that's some thorough searching. She she was slick. She walked the dude out of jail, right? Right out the door, right out the front door. He's my prisoner now. Guys, give him to me. Give him up. They didn't know it was her boyfriend. Boyfriend. I wonder if he was appropriate. Nicholas Lowe, man. I wonder if Nick was appropriately grateful to Maxine for all her efforts. He, he's not getting any jail time. <laughs> he's probably getting some jail time for escape. Although he, he probably said, I don't know this chick. She found me on, you know. No, it says Lowe pleaded guilty for escape in jail, but received no jail time due to time already served <laughs> with five years of probation. So he's out. She's in. You think he cut a deal and testified against her? Oh, man. Nick, say it isn't so. Nick must have did something not to get any time for this, okay? And, and you know, hey, hey, guys, guys, it's a crazy chick. What am I going to say? No when she shows up with papers? I didn't know what she's doing. You guys said go with her. I went with her. That's my defense. I'm sticking to it. And then, you know, you need somebody to testify against her. I, I guess, if you know, I get time served. I could probably 
find it in my heart to help you guys out on this one. So you're saying you're saying his Lowe's defense would be that he had nothing to do with it. She just showed up yeah, and I'm, he just went for know, the ride. I'm just sitting here playing checkers in jail, minding my own business, and crazy girlfriend shows up in a sheriff's uniform and documents. You know, I met her on the internet. She told me she was a sheriff. I didn't know. I thought it was legit. Well, according to an affidavit, Paul, <laughs> Lowe said that Felstein, the girlfriend, yeah. should tell Washington County, Ventura County, that Ventura County was having issues with overcrowding and, a, and all low-priority extraditions have been suspended. Uh, so they I do. They've got, some, they've got some grease on them, but he'd still manage to not get any jail time. I don't want to be the jailer who let Nick out the door with his girlfriend, okay? Bottom line, yeah. I'm telling you, there was some, there was some stuff went over that one, huh? A whole bunch of people got some days off, I'm guessing. Maybe lost a job or two. But Nick... Nick well, how did they find out? Okay. First of all, let's tell you about how, how, they, how they found out that he shouldn't be out. How'd they find that out? <laughs> when, a leg- <laughs> when a legitimate sheriff came to pick him up with legitimate papers, and he was no longer around, they started head scratching. You love that conversation. Like, you know, you're what, sitting there. Huh, what? Huh, what? What? You mean? What do you mean he's out? Who, who? Who'd you give him to? Well, this chick, nice looking girl, showed up, popo uniform, paperwork. What's the problem? What's the problem? Uh it doesn't exist, guys. This is the this is the only paperwork that counts. The stuff in my hand. Where's my guy Nick at? <laughs> Nick's no longer here, sir. <laughs> it's yeah. sorry. They reviewed video footage uh, and yeah, there you yeah, go. That old video gets you every time, doesn't it? Huh? Oh, there's yeah. Nick strolling out the front door, huh? Just strolling right out that front door, just happy, singing a tune, whistling, right? I bet he's not hugging on her at this point, though. Hugging took place later, out of sight of cameras. Yeah, but you know what? They only managed to, uh, you know, be free for a month together. Now she's in, he's out. That's <laughs> right. They're apart. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing Nick's not going to break her out. He's not going to try the same scam again. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what about me? Yeah, uh, what about you? I'm sorry, honey. I can't help you. I'll see you in 15. Uh, what about this uh, that uh, woman out in Maryland? You got to like this chick, too, huh? She got Man. two husbands. One's a popular African actor. The other one's a major more major Baltimore drug dealer, which is pretty honorable business in Baltimore for the most she part. She leads an exciting <laughs> life. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, listen, man, she jump on that plane, go to Africa, see the actor husband, right? And then <laughs> she come back and deal with the Baltimore hood rat, who's a major drug dealer. You know, the feds are all over him. Uh, Rod Rosenstein said Jennifer said Kedrick uh, lived large as a major Baltimore drug <laughs> well, dealer. Uh, for oh, her living large. For, for her trouble, she got shot in a brazen daytime attack outside uh, Washington. And uh, that's how it all came uh, unhinged, right? I mean, you don't really see that too often. That's now, You don't see chicks getting assassinated <laughs> in no, the street in daylight no, in hours, No, in front right? of everybody, just pop, pop, pop. No. I got to think somebody was pretty mad at uh, now, there was some, Jennifer, age 44. Got some, down in front of 10 people, man. There's some bad blood there. Maybe oh, she's, uh, I don't know, maybe some drugs are involved. I don't want to speculate. Don't want to, you know, soil her name. But dead, I mean, we could, you know, we could talk ill about her. Yeah. <laughs> she's not going to yeah, sue us? Yeah, being dead usually doesn't slow <laughs> us down, but yeah. So, no, no, no chance of a lawsuit from Betty. Uh, Betty's no longer concerned about these earthly matters. So, I mean, yeah, bottom line is uh, when you get involved with some nasty characters, you know, that stank's going to rub off on you. And uh, whatever 
whatever, uh, you know, maybe it was, maybe he was the intended victim and then he wasn't, he wasn't with her anymore. And they're like, let's just shoot her. Right? Let's just, let's take her out. I got a feeling maybe the drug dealing husband found out about the African actor husband and uh, did not have a sense of humor about the whole thing. It was as simple as that. Just, uh, you know. Oh, well. Heartbroken? <laughs> Nobody's too heartbroken, I don't think. No money or uh, <laughs> no money or drugs are involved? Not not according to uh, reports we have from our Popo Nation uh, reporters. Subcontractors, as we like to call them, right? Yeah. About a little GNR action. GNR. Little Guns and Roses? Guns and Roses, I'm man. I'm that reference. I know what that means. But yeah. you, you better talk about the story because I'm clueless. Telling you, I'm big Guns N' Roses fan. Yeah, yeah. But, you good, know, good workout music, right, bro? Uh, no, it's kind of hard to work out. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. I, yeah, I don't really. Well, the listen. yoga studio's not no, playing a lot no. of Guns N' Roses, no. are they? No, only 432 megahertz, Paul. If it's not 432 <laughs> megahertz, it's kind of hard. You, to do you yoga. might be the only human being in Chicago who knows that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they filed for a trademark infringement. They filed a trademark infringement lawsuit against uh, Colorado-based Oscar Oscar Blues Brewery. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, hey, you can't use the name Guns N' Roses on your merchandise. Hey, is that trademark, my friend? Uh, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little R with the circle. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, not allowed to do that. You got to, you know, pay. Or you gotta, well, you got to ask for permission. But they said no. They didn't. I think they asked for permission. Yeah. Guns N' Roses said no. <laughs> no. You can't use it. And they used it anyways. So they're looking for some payback, some monetary, uh, you know, reimbursement or rusted. Yeah, reimbursement. I'm guessing well, Guns N' Roses has got a lot more money than Oscar Blues Marketing, okay? Yeah, I guess it's not about the money. It's just, it's our name, man. That's right. Why yeah. don't you uh, get your creative geeks together and think of a different name and, you know, not use our name, all right? Protect our trademark, my friend. It's very important, Paul. Yes, it is. What do we got coming up? Got a little Tiger Woods coming up, huh? A little Tiger action, nothing to do with golf. Chicago baseball player. Ooh-wee, this is a good story. You don't want to miss this one. You want to hang. And we got North Carolina teacher acting badly with guns and classes and school. and. So in other words, Paul, buckle up, all right? We've got an excellent, excellent lineup coming up. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WS AM 890. Report is back. Some Cub news on WLS, the Big 89, Chicago, Saturday night. Luke, what's going on with the Cubs? Oh, they're on a great stretch. I mean, they've won like 12 out of the last 14. I mean, they're hot. It lights out, man. Oh, they're hitting, they're fielding, they're pitching. You know, except for some minor, um, you know. <laughs> it's a little internal problems going on. Personnel, yeah, personnel right? matters. Ooh, yeah. And we're going to talk about those personnel matters, aren't we? Domesticating huh? and whatnot. Well, I got to tell you, Ben Zobris, great ball player. Oh, man. yeah. Huh? Utility I mean, player to the max. And and just maybe the best clutch hitter on the team, right? World Series MVP, I might add. <laughs> and he was, uh, I think, two-time World Series MVP in another team. Possibly. Kansas let's, City. Let's right? make it three times. I'll tell you what, he's he's lights out. And he's a team guy and a good dude. Great family man. Lives up, lives over by there on the north side. <laughs> yes, you know? he does. Yes. Ravenswood neighborhood, I believe. How's that great family man thing working out for him, though? Well, he, he's, he's being a good family man, but mommy, 
Oh, mommy. Mommy. Mommy has not been nice, has she? No, he filed for legal separation oh. from wife in Williamson County. And, you know, filing. Ooh, that's been going to see yeah. the divorce lawyers. Yeah. Oh, on the way in the Ferrari, man, lit it up going down the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's got this wife, 34, Juliana, professional singer, been at the Cubs many times. Christian her, Rock. Christian Rock. Wrote a book about being a good Christian girl. Mm-hmm. Ben, Ben, no. <laughs> Him and his lawyers down there in Williamson County, Tennessee. They're writing about some stuff uh, not too good. Not too Christian-y, right? Yeah, what not, they too, not too. Juliana seems to have uh, some outside interests outside of her husband. Here. Here, according to the file here, check check this this out, This is going to be bad. His wife has been guilty of inappropriate marital conduct, which render further cohabitation impossible. That means... (laughs) What's it mean, Lori, my attorney friend? (laughs) I can no longer sleep with this broad. That's it. Basically, She violated our oath. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She messed up. And he took a personal leave of absence, man. And uh, the Cubs, of course, aren't talking about it, which is the classy thing to do. Right. We, we on the other hand, are not you know classy what? It's nobody's in any business. It's nobody's business until it hits the Popo report. Media. That's right. <laughs> until the Popo report starts talking about it. And everybody else. Because th- this is kind of interesting because off, off season, they live down there in uh, Tennessee where he files for divorce. And prints all the scandalous stuff, right? Now, Illinois is a no-fault state, which means you could have 18 boyfriends. Yeah. Doesn't help. Doesn't matter. Doesn't help on the dough. And there's a lot of dough in this marriage, bro, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of millions lurking about. Big money. He's been a very successful professional athlete for a very long time, and he just signed a big contract a couple years ago. I'm sure she's making some dough, too. I mean... Ah, come on, man. Come on. She ain't making no money. He's trying to promote her career all the time. He's doing book tour. You know, she sings national anthems all over the place. The you don't get paid to sing the national it's anthem. It's exposure. You know, you buy more CDs. You, no, no, well, I don't think anybody buys any more CDs, but no. you download more music, and that's, what, another dime in your pocket? It's tough to get rich download? at 99 cents a song. But she's supposed to be, like, the number one best-selling yeah. Christian uh, singer, right? Yeah, she's got some juice. <laughs> that fan base might be a little offended by her... Uh, uh, you know, outside activities. You know, if the if her fan base, the evangelical fan base, the Christian fan base, if they're not offended by Donald Trump and his antics, oh, I don't think stop. this. Is, I don't think this is going to you bro, know matter much. Bro, we're on WLS, okay? Right? It's like Fox News over here. Stop. <laughs> this this is like, please. Uh, <laughs> is well, that all you did? Well, I'll tell you what. Ben's certainly offended, right? I think they're more on her. They're going to get on her side even more. You know, they're going to love her more for doing this. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you get loopy a little riled up today. <laughs> Good thing you don't have a dragon. We know where it'd be floating <laughs> right now, okay? They've got nothing to stand on. Nothing. Well, listen. Nothing. He files in Tennessee, and she hires uh, the, shark, the sharks in Chicago. They file in Cook County. Now, usually jurisdiction is where the children go to school. And uh, seeing how baseball is a summer sport, I don't think the children going to school in Chicago, right? They do have a place in Chicago. There's a residence here. Mm-hmm. But they've had this residence down in uh, Tennessee for the last eight years. So that's a residence. So the big fight, initial fight, God knows how many hundreds of thousands this thing's going to cost. You, you think Dwayne Wade had a messy, nasty divorce in the press? Wait till this one gets rolling. You think so? Eh, oh, I think it'll be settled fairly quickly. Come I, on. I think some lawyer with some brains will say, listen, children, uh, quit fighting in public. Let's let's go in. You get this. You get that. And let's call it a day. Otherwise, 
They're going to be in that daily center for about the next seven years, cutting into Ben's fortune. It's going to drag out, yeah. I hope he's got a lot of baseball left in him because, man, these divorce lawyers are going to eat his lunch. You he think, has no idea how bad it's going to You think there was get. a prenup? No. No? No. Not in his family. Nope. And I think she was around when he was a minor league player. So yeah. she kind of been around for the whole career. She's going to be asking for the big check. And he wants to be in Tennessee because I'm guessing Tennessee is a is not a no-fault state. Right. Yeah, and, most likely. Uh, if they, and yeah. the Tennessee uh, judges might be a little offended by uh, Julianne's activities off-duty, so probably, to speak. Probably not. No, they're, no. All, they're all the same bunch. Right? Hypocrites. They're all oh, hypocrites. Uh, oh, man, bro, you're brutal. Brutal today. <laughs> Before we get in trouble, He's probably a Trump fan too. Yeah, we better better leave this story. So, uh, wish Ben the best of luck. He's going to need it with all the lawyers uh, picking his bones. When's he come back, though, man? It's something you know. I thought he was back. No, no, he's not back yet. Oh, he's no, on a leave of absence, and uh, Madden's not talking about it, man. He says it's personal business, and yeah. I'm going to keep it that way. As long as the Cubs are doing well, it's just you know take care of your, yeah take care of your house cleaning you know business and come back strong. Right. Uh, yeah, he's not going to get suspended for 60 games anyways. He's he's in good shape there. No, yeah. No one got whooped in this one, right? No yeah. whooping going on with the wife or girlfriend? No, 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 no. Not yet. No, 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 no. Get ugly. No, no, no. Wait till that first month's uh, retainer check comes in. Oh! <laughs> I think I think Zorby's uh, too much of a man for that. <sighs> hey, Tiger's in the news. Back, Let's talk about back, Tiger. Back to Florida? Huh? Jupiter? Yeah. Back to Jupiter. Tiger's got a restaurant down there. Who knew? Right, he's got a couple two trees. Tiger's got he he is a man of many uh, streams of income. I mean, as soon as you anybody gets a sports guy gets famous, gets a lot of dough, the first thing you open up is a restaurant, and it's got to be a steakhouse. Hey, that's just like the, part chi- of- the Chicago Popo Steakhouse. How's that sound? Huh? <laughs> I'm all for it. We could do that, huh? I'm all for it. We're famous. We could sell a lot we of hot, a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> Maybe we start with a beef stand, huh? Beef and hot dogs, huh? Maybe a couple tamales in there. Yeah, right? some tamales. Yeah. Some the pork- menu would be kind of limited for the Popo restaurant. Some pork okay? rinds. You gotta have yeah, pork rinds. Pork rinds and hot sauce on the side. We get the little plastic hot sauce things. Yeah. Can yeah. we do a story? Well, we're not going to be serving alcohol though, because that's where it gets dangerous. That's, no alcohol. That's where Tiger and his uh, in his restaurant got into trouble. Yeah, we don't want that liquor license. We're gonna have well, Tiger. What happened? Tiger had a bartender, mm-hmm. right? And he got drunk after work, allegedly. <laughs> Look, a lot of restaurants, a lot they they all have they all have an unspoken policy where you you know you're off, you right. get off, you stay and have a drink on us. Maybe the first one's on us, and then you know if you want to stick around. Depends which boss is working that night, yeah. right? Might be several drinks. It's a very bad policy. A lot of liability issues. I mean, you. you just, that, that's the restaurant industry, man. That's what happens. A lot right? of restaurants are trying to, you know, get away from that. And I guess, you know. Maybe the corporate ones, but the ones, you know, Tiger's not exactly, you know, have you a know, beer. Denny's have, or something. You know, what's a, what's a beer going to do? Just you have know, a beer. Here's my advice. Decompress. Waffle House, right? You go in a bunch of Waffle Houses. Nobody's serving alcohol in there. You're getting grits and eggs and home fries, right? Never been to a Waffle House. Hey, I don't like waffles. Oh, I love Waffle House, man. If you're in the South, that's the place to go eat. They're just empty carbs. Bro. You got your drunk. <laughs> you're not going to eat in a Waffle House ever, okay? <laughs> you you'd be bad in pancakes. You'd no, be you're picking not dandelions see. on the side of the road and boiling them before you'd eat in Waffle House. I forgot. You're not going to see me in that. Uh, no. But we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up uh, talking about Tiger Woods and uh, his uh, 
the suit that involves him, and also Funky Crime and Punishment Time, including White Men Can Jump and They Can't Also Play Basketball Naked, Paul. All right? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WS AMA 90. Hey, hey, Popo Nation, we're back. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino on the Big 89 WSAM, Chicago, Saturday night. We're heating it up now, brother. Getting hot. Feeling it. Feeling it, man. You better be feeling it out there. Get the windows, get a little fresh air in there now, because this thing is getting heated up. Steamy. So we're talking about Tiger, Tiger's problems. I mean, how do you have, he's worth a billion dollars. Really, does he have problems? Right now, this is pretty insurance. You guy probably gets sued once a week. For the insurance guys to figure it out. That's right. Yeah. He, he, he had a bartender. The, 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 yeah, the deeper pockets. You know, I, they're not going to sue him. They're going to sue his restaurant. Right, right, right. He wasn't there. Right. Tiger's out there getting ready for the PGA Championship, which will be determined tomorrow. Ah, another right. major. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Right. No, but yeah, he was uh, his uh, the bartender. Yeah. yeah we're gonna, let's go ahead. So he get, got off of work. His shift is over, sits down at the bar, starts drinking, has one, has two. Three hours later, you know, even his friend, his friend who was there, he's like, stop serving him. And I want to ask, how did his friend let him get behind, you know, the wheel of a car and drive? What kind of friend are you? You don't want him to get served, but you let him go out driving? Well, uh, they're not suing the friend, are they? No. No, they're suing Tiger and his girlfriend who's the restaurant manager. It's all their fault. I'm sure they weren't within 10 miles of the place. With friends like that. Listen, everyone who wants to blame somebody else, right? The parents say the kid was known to be an alcoholic. He's already involved in a wreck. Why did you even hire him as a bartender if you knew he's an alcoholic? I'm sure on the application there's not a spot for, are you or have you ever been an alcoholic? Well, right? Yeah. Maybe if you find him for a government job, if you find him for a bartender job, that's not going to happen. You're not going to disclose that probably. Yeah. Probably knows how to make a great Moscow mule or a, you know. Well, he's not making them anymore, is he? Sex on the beach. He'd be dead. He's gone. Bad bad ending for a young kid. Couldn't hold his liquor. Got in the car drunk. And the popo advises you, if you're drinking, man, call the Uber crime family or that yellow cab, okay? Because. How about the second option? If you, if you could survive Uber, you've got a good <clears throat> chance of getting home in one piece. And also to all your, you know, aspiring uh, restaurateurs, yeah, don't. Don't have that policy where your employees get off of work and sit down at your bar and start drinking. It's just bad for business. It's, it's just bad, period. Just tell you're going to go get home. sued if something bad happens. There's no question about it, right? Tell them to go home and drink next door. You know? Well, what's Luke, going on next? I don't know what's going on next. I mean, oh, do, yeah, we, do we, got, we care? Do we still got to do the show still? Are we done yet? Well, hey, there's this <laughs> North Carolina teacher. Oh, oh. North Carolina teacher acting badly, acting dumb. Not not very smart. Hey, if my student walks in with a gun, okay, <laughs> I mean, he's not threatening anybody, but he just wants me to hold on to it, I'll hold on to it, I'll keep it safe for you, and at the end of class, I'll, re- I'll give it back to you. What well, would what, what, the, the best, well, the proper thing to do in that situation, well, Paul? Well, young Sarah Wilson, the teacher who got arrested, helping a minor possess a firearm on educational property, uh, kept the gun for a little bit longer than the end of class. She had it for about a month. She must have really liked this student. And the teacher's 25 years old. Is there more to this story? I don't know. But a uh, kid brought a gun to school, and the teacher said, hey, give me that gun, I'll hang on to it. Not a good idea. 
give me the gun. Let's go down to the principal's office. <laughs> you could talk to him about bringing the gun to school, okay? Yeah. Or how about that? Well, give me the gun. I'll hold it for you. And then, once you have the gun in your hand, then go to the principal's office. Because then I would be like, why am I going to give it to you? If no, I'm, I'm not I'm giving gonna, him the gun back. I'm going to okay? start shooting you. A, he brought the gun to school, which is, you know, <clears throat> a problem. Yeah. Big, big problem. Big, big problem. Big, right? you, and this you, is a magnet school where the smart kids go. Right? Supposedly. Teachers aren't that smart. That's the problem when you have smart kids. They're smarter than some of the teachers, right? <laughs> I think he was probably getting it on with the teacher. Uh, you know what? I wasn't going to go there, but you know what? Maybe it, there was a little love interest yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. We're down in North Carolina. Young teacher, right? Young man. Hold on. I, there's going to be more to this story, bro. We're, you know we're right. It, it's scandalous. Yeah. You know, we're not saying it happened, but the chances are there's a whole bunch more to this story. Any adult, and especially a teacher in their right mind, would not have done this. So there's got to be more to it. There's, you know, a good backstory that we're just waiting to hear well, about. Well, we're going to hear about it. I'm sure it. we're going to bring it to you. We're going to bring it to you. There'll be pending charges probably in this case, our correct, in addition to the gun stuff. Our correct Popo staff are going to go down to North Carolina and do a little investigating. We send Khaleesi down there. She'll take care of her, man. She'll scoot down there in the dragon, and the if they don't Khaleesi? talk to her, they get lit up. Khaleesi. Who the hell's Khaleesi? Becky. Becky. We do the Khaleesi reference. We're talking about Becky. Bad Becky. Good Becky doesn't have a dragon. Bad Becky jump on that dragon and becomes Khaleesi. Mm. The whole town goes up in flames. Quickly, don't hurt anybody. Yeah, I won't hurt anybody. She just cooked them all. Barbecue City. I gotta start watching that show. Yeah, well, it's almost over with. You might, you might want to wait till it's through and then you can watch it. You know, are they gonna make a full blown movie out of it and just you know encapsulate like uh, two thousand episodes and, and, and HBO two made hours? so much money on this thing? I'm sure they're gonna do a bunch of movies on it and they're gonna have all kinds of side shows. You know. The survivors will have a new show. There'll be oh, something up. You're such a nerd. I can tell you, man. We, we've got TV lined up for five years on this one. That's why we love you. That's right. <laughs> HBO Sunday nights. Well, Game of Thrones. Look at you. Last one coming up tomorrow. Oh. Tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central oh. Standard Time. Watch the big ending. Big ending tomorrow for Game of Thrones, folks. And the PGA Championship. I'm trying to decide which I, you know, is more important. I go for PGA Championship. And I think I'll be watching the PGA, Both. too, because I record Game of Thrones, so I can watch it anytime. Okay, what do you say? Funky crime <laughs> and punishment time, Paul? Yeah, enough, I think enough, it is funky enough. crime and punishment time. I think I'm done nerding out. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Hey, back to Florida. Uh, what do they do in Florida? I think this whole, <laughs> I think, I mean, we've got we've got a lot of Florida stories going on. Oh, my God. Well, I, I got news for our listeners. You might be shocked to hear this, but we have a lot of Florida stories every week. More so today. It's our favorite Favorite you know, state in the country. Fights involving food, <laughs> cheeseburgers. And you go down to Martin County, Florida. What happened down there in Martin County? Young Kyle Jameson Jones. Right away, Jameson, the middle name. You think the parents named him after the whiskey, Jameson? I'm, I'm uh, saying yes. Without a doubt. Yes. Florida, yes, without yes. a doubt. There's oh no God. question about it, right? I'm sure his brother's named Jack Daniels or something. Probably. And yet, Kyle Jameson Jones, living girlfriend, called law enforcement, told investigators. And Jones woke her up abruptly by slapping her in the face with a cheeseburger. Wow. And then the sheriff's department put it on Facebook. They thought it was so amusing. It's hilarious. Newsworthy. 
I just have a few questions, Paul. Well, I kicked her and threw her down the stairs after he hit her in the face with a cheeseburger. Here are my questions, Paul. <laughs> was this a cooked cheeseburger? Was it a raw cheeseburger? Was it a California-style cheeseburger? Uh, what kind of cheese? Because it really matters what kind of cheese. You've got, you know, you've got Munster. You've got Swiss. You've got, well, I don't know. What else? What other cheeses do you like, well, Paul? The deputies are a little unclear because when they arrived in the scene, they said the victim was visibly upset and, quote, Covered with particles of the food item, end quote. I mean, was it a brie cheeseburger? Well, that's saying, you know, listen, they're not going to spell brie down in Martin it, County, Florida. Was okay? it a manchango? I that's mean, that's not getting spelled as well. What else? Because that's the How important. About cheddar, we maybe do cheddar and uh, yeah, the yellow cheese, the American stuff. Who's advocating for the cheeseburger here? Okay, because that's <laughs> cruelty to a cheeseburger. Well, you know, I don't know. We haven't seen a girlfriend what she looks like. Okay, but she she doesn't seem. Badly. I mean, she's kind of a victim. Gets hit in the face with a cheeseburger and kicked and thrown down the stairs. She probably deserved it. Kyle Jameson. He went to jail. Yeah. He's locked up. Order protections. (laughs) Battery. His mom and daddy in for some big legal fees. Yeah. Well, we got another. Or the public defender. Yeah. We got another Florida man. Uh, You know, we got. He's bringing his child to. Bringing his child to work. That's there's that inherently there's no there's no problem in that. But when you're going to go rob and that's <laughs> robbery is your work, that's your line of work. Then that's a problem, right, Paul? Is the kid a lookout? Was he being a lookout for dad? Eleven year old son. I don't know. It's quite quite unclear. But you know, I guess he didn't want to leave him home alone. So it's like just come with me. You know, I he tells his partner, listen, the crazy girlfriend is making you watch the kid today. And then we had this job schedule, and the partner goes, dude, bring the kid with. He's 11 years old. What's he going to say? <laughs> Probably not a good advice. He's down for a burglary. Did the 11-year-old get charged? I hope not. <laughs> it's Florida, man. They may have charged him. I don't know. <laughs> it was a Saturday afternoon thing. It wasn't late. It wasn't past per curfew. It was in St. Petersburg, per- relatively hip, large urban town. Not bad. I like St. Pete. Yeah, it's not a nice town, yeah. Let's bring the 11-year-old at a burglary. This is such a champion idea. Oh, Air Pop, we're going to take another break. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Ah, Popo Nation, we're going to finish with a flourish in the South tonight. We love the South. When you hear the banjo music, bad things happening down South. Sometimes good, mostly bad, though. WLSA on 890 Chicago, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, the Chicago Popo Report, bringing you good tidings from Plantation, Florida, where a man shot his wife in the face because she was disrespectful, bro, okay? She was getting disrespectful, and a 73-year-old man shot her in the face. It's pretty harsh, don't you think? It's pretty tough, man, okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, the cheeseburger upside the head, hot dog, maybe. That could happen to anybody, but shooting yeah, a gunshot to the face for being disrespectful, a little over the top, I'm saying, okay? But it is Florida, and it's pretty normal down there. The, the heat, just the, uh, I don't know. You know, well, first off, we got this big age difference. He's 73, she's 47. So we, we got a whole generation missing there, okay? And he's, uh, uh, his generation, they didn't take that back talk, all right? Her generation, they're all about backtalk, all right? Having been with some 47-year-olds, let me tell you, that backtalk is, you know, least of your problems with most of them. Mm. <laughs> but they're having a disagreement over her, um, how do we say this? 
besides talking sassy and not being very nice, there, there was another third party involved, and he didn't like the way they were interacting with each other. So she got shot, and he got charged with premeditated murder. No bond, no lawyer on file. Listen, folks, yeah, you guys are having an argument with your wife, your girlfriend, significant other. You know, it's not going it's not going well for you. Just walk away. Just hop in the car and go down the Tiger Woods joint, and you could, you know, get served until you're, you know, brain dead almost. Have a couple, two, three beers with <laughs> Tiger Woods over there in Juniper. <laughs> you know, just don't, don't go to the gun. Don't go to the bed. Don't go to the gun is good advice, you know. right? Don't go to the gun, right? If she's sassy, stick with the cheeseburger. Yeah. All right? Don't, don't, don't go to the gun. No. Right? no violence, preferably. Just walk away, man. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Listen, you know, put dude. your hands together. Namaste, buddy. Listen, he's 73 years old. The prison system's going to take care of his old butt forever, okay? I mean, it's probably a good deal for him. No more sassy. No one's going to be sassing him in the joint. He'll be down there, you know. What's he, what's he going to last? Another 10 years while he's in jail? Yeah. Yeah, Health care is not that good. Now, the Florida Department of Corrections is not known for taking care of your medical problems. Mm. They create a lot more, and they take care of. Well, look at this guy on Hawaii. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't go to the gun. He went to the machete because that's what yeah. you do on Hawaii. Yeah, you get a machete. That's a Hawaiian thing, my friend. Okay, Ooh. we go to the machete or the coconuts. Maybe hit you in the head with a coconut. That would hurt. I think it. I prefer the coconut to the machete, though. Yeah, me too. What do you do? What do you do? Terroristic threats. He, this guy, he went all in. And well, they dropped the attempted murder charge. He didn't mean to kill him with the machete. Well, he was under, you know, the influence of a hallucinogenic. Uh, so <laughs> no, he's got, these that's, things that's a mitigating circumstance, yeah. Paul. Uh, it works every time. I, don't think I am not works. responsible <laughs> for my actions because I was either drunk or on some drug. Listen. This was a serious argument over the amount of fish they were splitting up after they were fishing. And what kind of fish is this? It's I, not just it's not just like, you know Lake Superior trout or you know your regular old salmon. What what kind of fish is it, bro? Tell me. I think you pronounce it. It's a chokahi. There you go. That sounds right to me. <laughs> Any of our Hawaiian listeners, please write. Let us know. Or is it kahoki ahi? That's more Hawaiian. Or is it? Choki-ha-hi. Hey, let's go. Just Chicago pronunciation would be choki-ai. <laughs> no, he choki Let me get some of that choke fish. <laughs> Didn't want to give up the choke fish, so the machete came out. He owes me, he told the police. Okay, yeah, where's my fair share, buddy? Broke into his house, right? He broke into his house and, you know, went, went terrorized, the terrorized everybody. Hey. It's kind of like when we take Max out to uh, shopping. He just terrorizes all the salespeople. My friend. Without a machete in hand. Yeah. Young Melinda Mendez, his attorney, said, hey, he took responsibility. He's taking, he wanted this thing then. He pled guilty, taking responsibility, taking seven years. He'll do the seven. All, all for some choke fish. It's for some choke fish, man. And it, it's about disrespect, my friend, okay? He didn't split up the choke fish like he should have. Man, that's got to be some really good fish. Well, he's got seven years to think about it. Yeah. Hey, Paul, you play ball? Yeah, I play a little ball. A little b-ball? A little b-ball. You ever play in your whitey tighties? Uh, or not even in your whitey tighties? How about, you know, free-balling? My, my, no, no free-balling. But my friend, when I was playing, everybody was wearing whitey tighties on the basketball court, okay? <laughs> Looked like hot pants. Apparently, this Floridian dude, uh, you know, he's out there in public view, you know, shooting some hoops. And uh, he apparently, he plays he shoots better or plays ball better in the nude. It says who? It says him. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> he, 
I'm I'm just better. You know, I can ball better when I'm nude. That that's what's happening. I ball better freeballing. That's right. That's the catchphrase. Uh, what happened? Did you get arrested for all this uh, indecent exposure stuff going on? Yeah, a little misdemeanor charge. You know, exposing his sexual organs. Candyland Park. How appropriately named. Right outside Orlando. He's he's in Candyland Park, showing his candy. Didn't didn't go over too big with the moms. You know, sitting there in the park with their youngins. Do you think he was, uh, you know, under the influence of a hallucinogenic also? <sighs> I gotta tell you, man, you hope so. You hope the dude was not sober, okay? This it, was not, he wasn't doing it in a right straight of mind. Like, let's hope not, okay? Let's just hope. The good news is it's a misdemeanor charge, $500 bond, out the door you go. It's a happy ending for him. About as happy as it's going to get. And he made the Popo report. Right? Was, that, was that 20 bucks in your round or 100 bucks in your round? Yeah. Yeah. 20? No. 20%? 500? 50. 50. Oh, that's yeah. right. Man. 50 and you're out the door. My math ain't too, ain't too I think good. in Florida, they're still in bail bonds. When bail bondsman's got to show up and post it, and you're going to have to pay the bail bondsman 10% of the... Yeah, it's, a, it's complicated It's a racket. It's a racket. Oh, yes, it is. Yes. Dirty racket. Hey, Paul, happy ending time. What do you uh, say? We love happy endings, people. Now, now is the moment you've been waiting for. And we got a pretty good happy ending. We like these kind of happy endings. Yeah. No one's in jail, right? It's a pretty good crime. It's yeah. a pretty good crime story, right? I mean, when my stuff gets stolen, I'm not going to involve the police anymore. I'm just going to put it out there. Facebook. You know, put it put out, out there Facebook. on social media. A little reward action. You know, get back, get my stuff back. And I'm going to give you, you know, a nice reward. Bro, they got their stuff back. They within, got it back. Within 42 minutes, right? <laughs> 42 minutes of putting it on Facebook. They got their stuff back. And their stuff happened to be a big old van, right? Big old new van. Expensive van. And this company. What's more expensive, the uh, the van or the uh, cargo? Or both? <laughs> I got to say the van probably because you can't buy no van for under 40 grand, okay? <laughs> and you'd have to, a van ain't going to hold too much beer. No. Right? Or whatever it was holding. Just the principle. They had marketing materials just the in there. Principle Who knows? of it. Yeah, yeah. Trade secrets. Or, yeah. or it didn't have anything in it. They just wanted the damn van back rather than filing insurance claims. You know, you could wind up with Joe and file that insurance claim, okay? Or maybe it was just a marketing ploy. <laughs> about that? Maybe they stole their own van. Let's put it out there. Let's get it, you know, let's. Everyone's going to, you know, it's going to catch fire. And the Pope, the well, Chicago Pope, well, is going to talk about it. The van gets stolen. 42 They put out a reward on Facebook. We'll give you beer. You bring our van back. 42 minutes later, they had the van. They gave away the beer. Happy ending for everybody. Everybody gets what they want, right? That's Delici a happy ending. It doesn't get any happier than that. Delicious beer. You can't get any better. Hey, and that does it for us this Saturday night. And as always, don't poo-poo on the popo. And mind your own business. And watch your six, people. We'll see you next week. Have a good night.